pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We're ready to get started. Roll call. Okay, Mayor Pro Tem Steinkamp. Yes. Frank. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Beckham. Yes. So, Dave, Councilman Oldman's on an ambulance call, and the mayor is ill tonight. Do we have any public forum? Yeah, me. Okay. Um, I just, Scott, did you get it? You probably didn't get it. I just sent you. Did you? Okay. Thing, yes. The Sac County um, Economic Development book from the state of Iowa came out. Um, and I just thought it'd be nice if you guys had a copy. Because um, if you look down through that visitor spending by the category, it's in millions. Um, it's for Sac County. I think most of us know that Lakeview generates most of that money. Um, and as you see, you know, um, like all of the hotel motel tax is from Lakeview um, that we receive, and I believe we're at what forty nine thousand something like that. Um, so the tourism. <laughs> is kind of frustrating because it is the biggest industry we really have and it's hard to see it. You don't see it as well as you see Vapco and, and all of those other things. So a lot of the, you know, you guys have got some big projects going on that cost a lot of money and I'm here to tell you that this helps pay for that. So I'm hoping that you'll take a, a look at tourism money and not look at who's presented it, but just look at the actual data that's coming. This is a national company that figures out this. It isn't the state of Iowa. Um, so anyway, just just hoping you'll take a look at tourism money and see how it affects this community. Um, and are, hotel motel tax is a large part of that. We are going to actually have a little discussion on this tonight, too, because we're talking campground tonight. We'll go through the finances of the campground, even right. just seeing what the, what the impact of that is. Right. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Anything else for the public forum? Close public forum right now, so consent agenda. Looking for some? Uh, yeah, nothing new on the consent agenda. So there was one additional bill on here for, for Christian for some meals during training time. Could I have a motion to approve? So moved. I'll second. All in favor? Let's do a roll call. Okay. Okay. Frank. Move it around. Yes. Moner. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Thank you. Yes. City Clerk Administrative Report. Just a couple of updates on that um, about health insurance. I know our. our uh, Health insurance agent had met today with the third-party administrator about the uh, the administration of that of the high deductible health plan. So, and not got a response back on that yet, but they did. They have met and they continue to move forward on that. Uh, a little bit on just on on about twenty. Just the uh, very brief update on that is that we really have nothing new on that. Our city attorney is is uh, reaching out to them, but Dave's been ill. And he was supposed to be on 
on the call uh, call today. We'll see if he if he comes in. Yeah. So would that be something that you'll address with him right away, or? Yeah, I sure will. Okay. And I, I talked with him about that today to get to get an update, and it just hadn't been done. He said that he would he would get on that quickly, but didn't know that it would be before Christmas. And then uh, on that subject, I visited with one of the former county supervisors, and they had an outside agency that they used for that. What do you want to call it? Buy down, payback, whatever. Self funding partnership. Yep. And they also used an independent. That company also helped negotiate with insurance plans in the future, so it wasn't anybody directly with the county. Mm -hmm. so maybe something to see if they that agency can assist us with that in the future. Does that make sense? <clears throat> Basically acting as an outside broker. Then. Correct, yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. Anything else, Scott? Just a couple things on this, the Dean's List. You can see that uh, that's on your table today, Dean. What's that? The Dean's List? Yes. Uh, we actually have, we'll have three holiday days coming up. Uh, we'll have Friday, Monday, and then the following Monday. But with the snow coming, I don't know if we're going to have Friday so much. Um, plans for Public Works is uh, paint the office at the shop and at the water plant. Uh, trying to keep guys warm. Uh, it's going to be really, really cold uh, coming up at the end of the week. Uh, <clears throat> We're also going to paint some pipes at the water plant that are overdue for some paint. Uh, we also have a couple doors at the water plant that we were going to get to, but we also had snow come in the last week. Um, well, hello there, Dave. Are, are you able to join us for a few minutes? Okay, you just, um, want, to, you just want to listen on the phone? All right, all right, I'll just put on, put you up here. So is that Dave, Dave Janet? Okay, yeah, that's the Dave Janet's there. Dave is is on the uh, telephone then. Um, we've also been working on dump trucks. We've had uh, a hose that broke and and some hoses that need to be replaced on some of the plows. Uh, we've been taking care of that here the last week or so. Uh, we're also going to service the dump trucks because it's been uh, uh, last spring, I believe, last time they were serviced. We're going to be moving some snow. Everybody's aware of the weather. Um, uh, Jeff uh, and the electric guys have been trimming trees today and they're going to continue trimming trees. Uh, there's a transformer that needs some lugs ch uh, changed out on Lakewood and then of course they also help with snow. Which, which truck are we placing hoses on? Uh, the yellow one. The yellow one. Um, been working, got a broken uh, cable on the white dump truck, so we can't dump the box. Um, Denny ordered it. Um, oh, like a, like a cable? It's a cable. Oh, okay. Snap. Um, just adjusting headlights and stuff once you start plowing snow in the morning, you know, just general maintenance stuff. That, you, you said you think it was last spring when you served them last time? I believe so. So you don't have the I, records? I, no, this is before we started doing so, the record book. So you're starting that now? Yes. Perfect. <coughs> and then 
cleaned up a tree that fell down last week. Got it cleaned up. You so. also, as a electric farmer, are going to service the bucket and digger truck. Maybe one this week, one next week, in between, especially with cold weather, keep the guys in the shop. Hey, Dave? Yes. So, we had talked just a little bit about Outlot 20. Just any, any up, update about where we might be at on Outlot 20? No, we're still negotiating. Have, have we sent them a letter? No. Is that something we formally need to do yet, or are you making headway on the phone? I think, I think, um... Ultimately, there'd be a notice of forfeiture of the contract, but uh, I don't want to send that out because that tr triggers a 30-day situation, and uh, I want to see if we can get it resolved amicably. And, and you've had communication with them then? No, just by email. Okay. Are they pushing back? Yes. What's our next? I just uh, keep the rest of it uh, off the table. Sure. Okay. Just uh, the last couple things um, for the administrative report that the employees will get together for their little Christmas gathering. And this is just that some you know, the employees and, and uh, supervisors bring in in some some food and we get together. It'll be Thursday morning at nine thirty here, and everybody's. Mm. Welcome to uh, to come down and, yes. and spend a little time with the employees during what what basically is our little Christmas party. And holidays uh, for Christmas are Friday and Monday, and then also the uh, the following Monday then is a holiday. So that's January second. So the next council meeting is Tuesday, January third. That's it. Okay. We got the plan specifications forms. Contract and estimates of cost for the Northwest Water Main Loop project. Yeah, you want to formally open the public hearing there, Mayor Potem? Open up here for a public hearing. Anything we, Scott, got anything on this one? I, do, I don't, and if there's, I've received no comments on, on this. We can go ahead and close the public hearing. Oh, I mean, you have some other things to talk about. If we could, in this regards for the loop project, I want to take a look at this thing that was on your on the table tonight called uh, paying for pending capital projects. And uh, before we take any action on on the on the loop project and everything, I just want to talk through all of all of these things about where we would be tonight about potentially spending these monies. Okay, so you see what Northwest Iowa, or excuse me, the Northwest Water Main Loop Project would be. So GM contracting is low bid, base bid at 168, and the alternate bid of about 41.8. So their total for constructions, 210,000, and then there's 14,600 of engineering to with it. So that's the the total cost there, 224,000. You see what we had for for revenues to pay for that. We had figured to pay for this with uh, using ARPA funds, so at 161,000 of ARPA funds. So, and then the next line down just says needed funds. So that's the that's the funds basically we even consider us to be short for for paying for that uh, for that project. 
then I put the same thing then with some other projects that we're discussing tonight. But I want to try to view these as a big picture about the water plant media on the uh, uh, expenses there, looking at the nitrates at, at 89,000. And then if we would look to do the iron filters also, that's at 67,000. And if we would do them both together, there's a 5% reduction on that. So it's 149,175 would be the cost to do them all. When we had planned on this, we set aside some funds. We set aside $50,000 for that. So again, the needed funds there would be 99175 um, Another project good for consideration tonight is the maintenance shop roof. And that price there, uh, it, it utilizes the, uh, the Nohava bed at 41724 and that includes a 20-year warranty. Um, so, so the amount of needed funds there is also, we have not uh, budgeted for that. So just my suggestion there, half of it out of electric, quarter out of sewer, quarter out of general fund. When, um, on that maintenance shop roof, then there's no quote in there yet for like uh, spray foam insulation that re insulation that ceiling. Then. Yeah, that's true. Now, this is just the exterior work. And then also just one other thing would be the Lakeshore Drive project. And we're not uh, considering that tonight, but just know that this is one of those that's going to have some additional cost on it too. See what the estimate was for base bid and then that alternate bid for the extra concrete work. So the subtotal on construction is 141. Engineering on that, 22,000. So total project cost there. That's the engineer's last uh, total at 163.5. And we had budgeted 150, so we're short a little bit on that too, and do it just with the suggestion that the additional funds would come from the general fund. Where we are, we are, are fine and we could, could handle those, uh, paying for those monies there. Second page though, I just wanted to show you what the status was of the local option sales tax fund, because that's where we'll recommend that we would pay for some of these items too. Those things listed there, the technology and the Omni and the incentive payments in Pickleball and the Outlaw 20, those those, all those items are what's in the current year budget to expend local option sales tax on. Then a couple of meetings ago, we added another expense there, and that was that water plant valve. That'd be paid for sales tax. Okay. And then if we include all of those items there, the ended projected ending fund balance at the year, end of the year is 44500 So, So we already paid some of this out of that fund, right? So the pickleball court come out of that. Yeah, it's and the Omni Beacon stuff come out of that already. That's we already spent, correct? Ordered those, so we, we have not cut checks on those. And the pickleball court, we haven't cut a check. Yeah, we have cut checks. Yeah. We have or have not? We have. Okay, so that one's already spent. Yeah, just in in terms, you know, you think. But my point here was that there's a couple of them that likely are not going to be done at all this this fiscal year, and that would be the incentive payment for housing development and then question whether we would do anything on Outlaw 20 before the end of June, you know, payments before the end of June. So these, the funds would likely be there in the local, local option sales tax fund. So, uh, just the bottom, the bottom lines there then about how we would pay for, for this if we would choose. We want to do the entire projects on Northwest Loop and Water Plant. That'd just be my suggestion to you. It'd be $100,000 from Lost and then $60,000 from General Fund make up those, uh, the needed costs there. If we, if that's we would, on all these projects? If we would do that and, that's on the top two on the front, and then the other two are 
are as we are proposed there as far as the roof, electric, general sewer in general. Yeah. And anyway, I just want to lay that out there for you and know that uh, that there are sufficient uh, revenues to, to pay for all of these in, in the sales tax fund and the, and, uh, and the general fund also. So really, when you get back to then the the action on the on the northwest loop, there's two resolutions to consider here tonight. First one is this first resolution to approve the plans and specs of form of contract and estimate of cost, and then it would be the uh, the second resolution about actually awarding contracts. So we need to take a vote on that, or yep, if we would would have a motion on that first one about adopting plans and specs. So we have a motion on that first motion. one. Second. Okay, more? Yes. Beckman? Yes. Frank? Yes. Thank you. Yes. All right, and then the next one would be um, the, the resolution then to, to award contract. And really the, the decision here would be to include the alternate or not. And I know when, when last we had talked to you had, had uh, talked about including the alternate, the resolution is written up with the alternate included. I'll make a motion to... Approve that. I'll second it. Okay. Frank? Yes. Moeller? Yes. Beckman? Right. Uh, clarification on this motion. Are we make a motion to go with a little bit on that? Yes. This would this would be hand contracting now. Yes. <coughs> and thank you. Yes. This brings us to the Boulder development. Value of non-cash charitable contributions. We had this discussion briefly at the last council meeting, and I know there was some some questions then, and really looking for uh, a couple of answers from from Dave. So, can you can you talk through that a little bit, Dave Jennett, on this uh, Boulder's non-cash non-cash charitable contribution? Yes, uh, Boulder's is uh, seeking. Uh, uh, deduction on their tax returns for charitable contribution. They've had an appraisal, a certified appraisal, that the property that uh, was sold to the city for $50,000 was uh, appraised at $440,000. They, uh, as a part of claiming this deduction, the donee, which would be the city of Lakeview, has to acknowledge receipt of the uh, uh, gift. And that's shown at For some odd reason, 
within the three years it goes back to Boulder's development group, the city's not liable for anything, correct? saying that, that, that we sold it back? It's awfully inflated. I, I mean, you know. Awfully inflated is not the understatement. Well, the, the I mean, if we're signing this, do we not have a right to a copy of that appraisal? You can ask them for it. I, I talked yeah, to an appraiser and. Say we okay this thing for $440,000 and we start to develop property along the highway there. And these people that own the property at this present time say, Well, if this is worth $110,000 per acre, we're going to chase potential developers away because they aren't going to be able to afford this. Well, my, my worry is a little bit on that same line, but if we're looking at buying some other potential ground for development and they see that this was appraised at 440 it just raises the cost of that for us in the future i agree i i, I talked to two appraisers um and they said it's on bordering on tax fraud they, they said there's no way that thing that piece of property should appraise nowhere near that they was looking at less than half. Why do you care? Because, because our potential developers down the road is... You sell property for what you get for it. Does it, it you, I can have my house appraised for 500000 and if I can't get that and I want to sell it, it's got nothing to do with your sale price. I agree. It has nothing to do with your sale price when you're selling a house. This is a charitable contribution at an inflated appraised value. But that we're signing our name with. It doesn't affect the city. Yes, it does affect no, the city. No, it doesn't. 
Is there any way we can clear that up somehow? What down the road? Well, like Tammy asked for a copy of the appraisal, and I realize this guy is going to have to sign this to certify that he did it. But I guess I just thought that if we're signing this, we should have some kind of paperwork other than this that shows what he's talking about. Yes, we don't have, do not have any conditions. You did the same thing for, what's his name out there? I know we did. I just think it's because you're against that project, so you're looking for any reason you can. But I'm not against that project. I know you're not. The cover letter was attached to some of these documents that somebody provided to me. Because I had the same reaction of how they come up with that number, and then I saw that the guy was certified. Obviously, he wants to keep his appraisal or business and that type of thing, so he must have some comparables, probably not from Sac County, Iowa, but some comparables that uh, justify this. Um, I don't see any liability to the city for saying that we accept the property and that if we sell it, we're going to report it to the IRS. That, that it would become, again, back to Boulder's side of the table. So is there any way this will tie up if we would happen to have a deal something? Would that interfere with any future dealings on the property? Am I making myself clear on that? I'm Yes, that's what I'm saying. I don't think so. I mean, um, the, the overall format of this is when a developer uh, develops a property, and this doesn't really apply to the situation, but going back to the, the Bob deal, uh, when they dedicate streets and uh, improvements to the city, quite frequently in the development agreement, the developer will request this type of certification to make the project more uh, feasible commercially as far as cash flow and uh, working out the profit on their books. Um, I, looked into, I looked into it pretty seriously when I got it because of the price that was on there and I'm comfortable with the city signing off on it. But if there's other questions, I'd spending more legal fees on something that isn't costing you anything. What's the council think? I'm not in favor of signing it. I'm not either. And I'm worried about setting precedents for future land purchases. So well, I think maybe we might have already done that when we did the Property, yeah, but that's a that's a residential property. That, that's, yeah, that is. So, so that's a wetland. And I'm thinking of different properties that we've talked about on different projects that we might have to purchase or look at purchasing. And that landowner could come back and say, "Well, you think this is worth four forty thousand? I'm selling you way more acres than that." 
So if that's worth 440 at four acres, mine must be worth, let's say it's eight acres, must be worth 800,000. So what would the council oh. like to do then? Does that make you feel more comfortable? What's your opinion, Wayne? Well, I'm going with Dave, what he says about it's no repercussion back to us on, on, on this particular property. And if we go to the second, you know, you worry about the next guy down the road. I mean, you pretty much got to go with what the appraisal said. You know, I don't know how, how we can, you know. Like I said, I talked to two different appraisers, and I'm not mentioning names because it was off the record, um, but they said that they wouldn't appraise it for even half of what this guy appraised it for. Well, there has been nothing in the area that has sold for that kind of thing. Nothing in Sac County, for example. Again, again, the document that's being requested to be signed is not that we agree with the amount that they're going to claim on their tax return as a deduction, which is, you know, their problem. Uh, all we're saying is that we, we are a charitable organization that we did receive the property and we're going to use it for a public purpose. And that if we sell it within three years of the receipt of the gift, that we will file the follow-up return that says that we sold it and report that to the IRS along with the copy to Boulders is, is how this works. So what do you want to do the table it? Do you want to accept it or reject it? You know, this is, we try to keep moving forward. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just going with I, the. I think maybe I'd like to see it table. Okay. Have a little further discussion when everybody's here, Dave's here and, you yeah. know. table with it. Do you need a motion on that or not? Just well, we have a motion to table. No. I'll second the motion. Okay, Muller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay, I will. I'll talk with them and see if we can get any further information on that appraisal. Okay. All right, now we're going to talk about the water plant media. Yeah, so we were awaiting the second quotation, and that is the quotation then at your seat today from Crudico. So the question would be, undoubtedly Crudico is a low, the low bid on this. Um, the the question then is is looking at what the project would entail. We, we absolutely have planned on, on replacing the media, the nitrate filter, and then um, then looked at doing the, the iron filter then too at the at the same time while while they're here there's a little bit of cost savings for doing that it's five percent cost savings um, anyway like we had already went through the the uh, proposal about how we would would propose to pay for it it is over what we have uh, saved up for funds but we would be utilizing uh, a a, uh, a mixture of general funds and uh, and local option sales tax funds for it and we're able to make that happen and this is this when we're talking about earlier saving the reduced reduced amount of salt 
because she's using more salt now. And does this have anything to do with, you know, was it two weeks ago or four weeks ago we talked about people talking about the different taste of our water? Now no. that's, that's gone away now, is what I've heard. We haven't, haven't got any complaints out of here recently. But right, that's the, gone away, yeah. The idea of replacing the uh, iron filter media, it, it could have some some benefits to the aesthetics. Aesthetics, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But this is something that we, our crew feels needs to be done. <coughs> oh, the nitrates need to be, the nitrate filter is, needs to be, the media needs to be changed out, yes. And then in, I see in this, uh, we have to provide a place to dispose of it. Is there, what's, what kind of cost is there for us to provide a location to dispose of the media within one mile from the water treatment plant? What, what are we really disposing of? Uh, it's the, the actual media. Um, I don't, I guess I've never had to, to put it anywhere. Yeah, I, I never, the yeah, iron filter stuff is basically sand. Yes, iron and filter is and, and, and the other one is, is a synthetic, but we, we would likely still dispose of it out the doubt. Okay, and there's no issues with the dealer? We need a motion to accept this. Or? Yeah, if, if, if you want to do uh, both, let's have a motion to uh, to do the nitrate and the iron. I'll make a motion we do the nitrate I'll and the second iron. second it. Okay, Beckman. Yes. Motor. Yes. Frank. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Next step is maintenance shed roof. Yeah, so there's several proposals in the in the packet on this. Some of them are, are that the uh, spray-on stuff and the one that has been through Lakeview Lumber is uh, on page 20 and that's the one with, with Nohava. And this is actually the, the roll-on Dural Weave. And the, the spec on, on that, the information sheet on that's the next couple couple pages afterwards. Um, and on that bid, it's talking about the old gutter downspouts removal and new installed. That's not in that that money that you were talking about. But are our current gutters and downspouts in good operating condition? Uh, there's a couple seams that can be, you know, just uh, sprayed with some of that. Uh, there's no rust holes, I guess. So, so you feel our current ones are fine? Yes. We don't need to spend another fifty-five hundred. No. That's my question. Okay. So, anybody got any favorites for sure? What? So, as we were looking at this. Um, and talked with Dean about this too, and uh, and Dale about this about the uh, the Nohava bid. Um, a lot of merits, I think, for for Nohava. Again, it's just roll, roll on, um, not not the spray on. Price is is uh, certainly is competitive. And then for twelve cents a square foot, you can add another five years to the warranty, which I would suggest that they would do. How long is the warranty? Again, twenty twenty years. So it would be twenty. And Ohio is a just a very very reputable 
uh, firm been around for quite some time. It does big, big, big jobs. So uh, you talk to him, do we give us any kind of timeline? I never asked about the timeline. Did you? No, I haven't that? even talked to him. Okay. I I went and talked to Chris Burlington, and then he come back to me with this Mojave. And he reached out to them himself from Levy Lumber, and uh, they were down and looked at it apparently, and crawled up there with Chris. From my understanding, so I never asked a timeline. Um, and the other bids are all. One's at 49, 250 for the 20 year material, 10 year labor. I guess I didn't ask what the, is this, this warranty is it? Uh, the warranty is just material or if it's material labor. Warranty on labor and material. It is, okay. I think, I think it's one of our better options to go, we got to get something done. Um, the people that did the, the roll on, I should say roll, they roll the edges in, they weren't in favor. You'd have to tear off the whole existing roof and then start over. But this warning, does it, does, is it full warning if it's the 19th year or is it, uh, Depreciate it out. It does not say that. And I think that's something we could find out before we make move on this because um, just find out a couple of them, few questions, the, the time frame and the is it a prorated warranty? Right. Yeah. That's what Yep. Because if we make the decision tonight or two weeks from now it doesn't matter. No. Right? I don't think it's I think it's something we should find out these questions mm -hmm. first and then proceed. I'm in favor, I'm in favor of that. So, so we'll uh, table it tonight. So, so yeah, table. I'll make a motion we table it to we found night. The true depth of the warranty and the uh, time frame. Do we have a mm -hmm. second? Second. Um, okay. Has anything been done with this roof? No. With the nothing new on the blisters and whatnot. Blisters and no. the weed grown through it. And no, we've not. Would they be able to look at that also <coughs> to patch it? Oh, they, I don't know. We'll, we'll certainly talk to them about it. So you got three questions already. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we're going to table this then? Yep. Yeah. We'll take the vote now. Beckman. Yes. Frank. Yes. Motor. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Well, the remainder of the meeting is going to be on this departmental needs assessment. Anybody going to have any other questions for Dave Janet, or maybe we can just let Dave go? All right, Dave, I think we're going to let you go then. Assessment. So
feel like Santa Claus here. Well, what would you like to do? Just walk through the yeah. I just say walk through, through the packet. Yeah. Dean would be number one then.
I think you had somewhere in the estimated cost of a new one. Something. Yeah, it was yes. 300 on new, and then uh, it's about 150 on used. Have we reached out to anybody uh, that's in that business? I did. That's where I got that price from. Um, uh, environmental, uh, they're out of Minnesota. Uh, Big Al's his name. Um, and that's who Manson bought their last two. I recommend a stainless steel tank uh, because it does generate heat and water. And if it's regular steel, it will rust. And then with stainless steel, that one up there, it's still going, and I think purchased that about 10 years ago, and it's still going really strong. You purchased that one 10 years ago, was it new or used? Used. Okay. Used. Um, so, if talking to any of these businesses that sells these, mm -hmm. would there be such an option that you could have a lease purchase agreement with them? Mm -hmm. yeah. Does that make sense? We purchased this last one that we had. The, the last one that we or the one that we currently have, we purchased new, but it was a lease purchase we paid over three years. And it's, uh, of course, there's just some interest to go along with it, just basically the being along. Um, I know uh, Rita just bought a new one, a back sweeper, and uh, uh, Barry, he wasn't for it really, but now he loves it. Uh, and theirs is a Timco 400, I believe, or something like that. I'd recommend the 600. You could get a uh, hose on the back. That so it's. What's the difference between the 400 and 600? More capacity. More capacity. Um, and you know, Timco 600, which I'm used to. You have a hose on the back. You can go to intakes, clean out the intakes in five minutes. Will you guys get out and do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just asking. No, I, I know. Um, and it's T-E-M-P-C-O? T-Y-M-C-O. Timco. T-Y. Made in Waco, Texas. Um, I'm per I think I'm familiar with what you're looking at. Um, and I know, I'm trying to think, that uh, Isuzu trucks, that stuff those Isuzu yes, trucks. Yes, the, the cab overs, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Those are generally what they yep. use. Ford, Freightliners, Isuzu's. I know the... It'd be nice to, in my opinion, only... About, do we have anything budgeted in this calendar year for that? We're just saving money for it. Just saving money for it. If we found the right deal, we could maybe make something work. True. Yeah. Yeah. I know the we deal with sweeper parts out of Des Moines for our sweeper now. He also does Timco, but he goes to the same guy up in Minnesota. Um, so you're now. bypassing the middleman. Correct. It's definitely something that we need to start putting in the priority list. I've noticed, like, well, after that first snowstorm, there were some areas where the snow piles are pushing up the leaves that aren't getting picked up by the street sweeper. Mm -hmm. 
also some of those leaves were blown out of their yard into the street as well. No ordinance against that. Um, anything else on the streets we were reading? Everything else on this uh, inventory? Um, you know, because we just. Let me ask you about the chop saw quick, Mike, because mm -hmm. you said you moved that up. I moved that is, to average. Is, is, oh, and so explain to me what the chop saw, which. It's I, our uh, 14 inch. Cement saw that everybody bent over and start cutting stuff with. It's it's uh it's a our cement, handheld a cement saw. Cement saw, saw you could cut. Pipe I'm thinking of a chop saw like a metal chop. Yeah, saw. it's not. One. No, it's kind of like what we had at the fire department day when we were cutting real through. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we don't have a chop saw like you. We have a band saw. Down there. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Equipment on the inventory and stuff. Like I said it's just uh, everything's pretty much the same as last year. And what type of rotation have we had in the past with our public works vehicles? Um, was that ten years? We wanted to be ten years on pickup truck, and we not. Uh, we missed that. We haven't even, yeah, adhered to that in some instances. But yeah, we also we asked our department heads about their priorities on that too, and it never it has not come up as priority to to be working on pickups. Other things that they'd like to be to be working on. Mm -hmm. Sure, that's all. I just was asking. We do have one coming up in part of this field for one pickup. It was kind of a, sh it, it's a shared truck. Mm -hmm. What it was is when the electric department had their service truck, we moved it in front of the uh, hydro vac, is what they call it, but our vac, our orange ditch witch. We moved it from the electric department out of our service to that truck to be in front of that. We spent a lot of money on that truck trying to keep it operational. And that's part of the reason we kicked it out of the electric department and bought a different service truck. They were able in the public works to get a different pickup. Everybody seems to be content with the pickups we have. We've talked, both departments use it, we're kind of wanting to replace that truck. Is that the one Trent drives most of the time? No. No. That F550, that's the one the electric this, got, but this is the F350? The F350, Brian Sorensen and I well, that's the first year we went to a diesel for a service truck in 2006. I know, Dale, you're aware of the old six-liter Fords that everybody loves so well. This is one of those. Mm -hmm. That's not in that list, that list that we just split over. No, that would be, in, I believe, in the electric side. Okay. Um, but it, I just wanted to say it's coming up because we do want to replace a pickup. Uh, we don't want to replace it with another extended cab. We would like to go to maybe an F-450 dually to handle that trailer better and do a flatbed because we feel we can use that flatbed for a lot of other things. We can unhook off of that, use it for a lot of other stuff. Mm -hmm. On a transformer. Whatever may it be. I yeah. Mean. Um, but it would also pull the jet truck and we'll get that out and start the sewer jetter. If sewer they jetter. need it, they can unhook yeah. it from there and go get the sewer jetter. Yeah, because these half tons don't handle those trailers and very they, well. And they squat. 
when you hook those two trailers up. So Trent's, the one Trent drives with the utility box on, mm -hmm. that's a three-quarter ton. No, that's, that's an F550. Oh, that's five, so that's a one man. Yeah. And the reason we have that is mostly for pulling the Mini-X or if we load the trencher or the skid loader, it does a lot of that. And that's a 2017, so that's one of the newer ones that we have. That, that a gas? That's a diesel, diesel. Uh, six, seven. six seven. Oh, inventory and assessment of the major public facilities, the water treatment plant. We had the clear well done, just backed out, wasn't like cleaned out. We noticed that there's a bunch of lime and stuff in it. Um, just just comment on that real quick about that clear well. That uh, uh, so we work through our needs assessment here. You won't see it listed on that, but we are still getting price on on cleaning out the crust. You know, all of the uh, which page are we on? The line. That's it. We're going to end up on page 26 here pretty quick. But uh, is that clear well on 26? No, it's not, it's not even listed in here. Well, I, I, I see it on uh, page 24, I just on the comment. But Scott did uh, uh, he was going to talk to Midco Diving, or they called, yeah, the, it's the, same, the same firm that had cleaned it last time mm -hmm. and commented about all of the the heavy lime deposits in there and whatnot that basically need to be chipped away. But we never did get a proposal on that. They're getting us a proposal now. So you're on page 24 here. Yeah, I was just flipping through. Uh, I just see you got fire hydrants listed in that. Did you ever get them all tested? Have you got your meter fixed? I have not got that back yet. Um, and I, I told them go ahead and fix it and they said okay and hasn't I, I don't know why it takes so long to pull it apart but I have not when did you have last have a conversation with them on it probably Just been please. six weeks ago hasn't it mm -hmm. I mean that yeah since we've been mm -hmm. um, but yeah we got those other two fire items one fixed, one that we have to look into more about getting piping to it because it was not. The one under South State Road? Yeah, the one that doesn't work by uh, playing plot dogs. Yes. So have we reached out to the state to get permission so we can cut into that? I road? have not. That needs to be a high priority. Yes. Fire hydrants, we've talked about for 11 months now. It was talked about for two years before that. For sure, two years before that, and it needs fire hydrants need to be a high priority. You see, you've got down here conditioned good. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them are below average or poor. We know that on the test that we're running. So I'm stressing that heavily okay. for for lots of reasons, and you know that. Yes. But I don't know, Scott. If you have to reach out to the state. We have to cut into the, we road. Have to cut into the to the road into the center. That. And it's 
they've been real good about that. We just interact with the local with the local folks here, and then if any permits would be needed, they they get that done. But uh, historically, they haven't been. So if that was that simple, as you just made it sound, how come we didn't do it then this fall? It, you didn't have any of the pieces to None of the pieces to make the 90s, 45s, whatever, because... Do we have them now? No, because we don't know what we're going to need because... So, the again, so if we don't have the pieces, we didn't do it because we didn't have the pieces, why did we not do it to see what pieces we need? Because we, we we've done nothing. I, so, so, see my point? We didn't cut into it because we don't have the pieces, mm -hmm. what you both just said. So do we order the pieces? No, we don't. didn't order the pieces because we don't know what we need. So how do we know what we need? I did we not know that we needed, didn't, Am I making sense didn't need to question? get a hold of the DOT to get a permit to cut into the street. I don't think either one of you two, Scott or Dean, understand the importance of an operating fire hydrant. If your house is on fire and we go to hook onto a fire hydrant and it don't work, and now your neighbor's house catches on fire. You see the importance mm -hmm. I'm talking about here? I think that is something that needs to be stressed and stressed again. 11 months we've been stressing it. Plus the two years before that. Did everybody hear that? around 2014? Uh, 13, I believe. And they're, what was the life expectancy of them? A uh, 20-year battery. And they're going, they're faulting? Um, we did some checking. It was not the batteries that were stopping. It was actually the uh, line built up in the meter base itself is what's stopping the meters. And that's like Dave Nelson's no, that was rust. Rust, okay. Yes. Um, like, there's a couple businesses downtown that completely stopped. It's because the 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 deal that spins inside the meter was all lined up <clears throat> and they just stopped. It's like the same thing that's happening down at the water plant. Uh, the high service pumps will get full of lime and then just lock up. Same thing doing to the water meter. So some of these other places that are complaining about low water pressure, could that be contributed to that? It could. Is there something we need to be treating our water with more because of this lime? I mean, it's been an issue. In my old house, I went through hot water heaters every two to three years because of the lime building. And then I put a static something though. 
reduce the static in the lines, and it helped tremendously. Um, we was using copper, and we changed it to, to PEX. Went from copper to PEX to the hot water heater, and it improved it dramatically. Okay. Is that something that I know they've used historically, you and I both are known for very hard water. Is that something that our local water treatment folks might know if there's something we can do at a water treatment plant to help with that? No, other than looking at municipal softening. Water. I mean, that's... It's well, I'm not saying we're talking about the line buildup or the static. Is that worth asking? You know, I had soft water, so it isn't... It, it's... Is that worth that we could visit with somebody like a chemical engineer that would know, hey, you could add this maybe to your water treatment plants and cost you whatever it might cost us to help our water situation in town, help with all these meters line buildup? Would Jerry know that? Well, let me talk to Jerry. I, yeah, I don't know that there's anything... I got to call him anyway and uh, talk to him about it. Because, and then I think, do we have a list of the, and I know we're getting off subject here because we're going through the needs and assessments, but it brings up, do we have a list of the people that were complaining about the water pressure? You know, if, instead, if they instead of spending us, they do. Okay, if, if, if they contact us, we got some, like Dave Flannery uh, called over with some complaints that he had got, so we get them secondhand. I wouldn't know this works, but okay. But it wasn't pressure; those were aesthetic. Right. So I'm talking about the pressure ones because we went to like uh, uh, Dave, Dave Nelson's, for yes. example. Found out what that was. Then uh, Nate Moore, we went and changed out the meter and everything, checked it, and it ended up being his water softener. So it was actually. The reason yes, I'm asking changed. this question is we had a proposal for what, like 580000 for a Northwest pressure system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it's water meters that's causing this for a line buildup or something, yep. we're, we're wasting our money spending 580000 on something that's not the problem. Mm -hmm. um, I can talk with Jerry about if there's something that can be done. Uh, like, stat, I, I don't know what that is. Um, deck pitch hours one to suggest it because so the water water going through them and you know that too. They yeah, put a piece of pex yeah, in between. You can change that to a different it static. It cure it by no means, but it did. And it takes yeah. that. It did help lime stuff out of it, so it's not eating away at your tank so fast. Okay. It's eating away at this faster. Okay. And it, it helps with the water quality of the water. So if maybe we can do something in the water treatment well, yeah, something with that. I don't know if that's possible, yeah. but Jerry Cruz would know. I will talk to him about that. The other thing is. And this is looking really big picture when we talk about having to do something about chlorides. And we had that discussion about chlorides here a couple a couple months ago. And we're just doing tests on that now. But the chlorides, you just think of that in terms of salts. And, uh, and all of the salt that comes out of each one of those individual residential softeners. Okay, you know, We mm -hmm. are finding out that the chlorides out of our water treatment are pretty low. So the chlorides that are coming into the system are coming from all of these residential softeners. So into our sewer system? Correct. Yeah, and so then we we're not getting dinged yet, but eventually we could get dinged for all the chlorides going out into the creek. And talking with Tom Roos just down the line if it 
came to something, DNR will tell you, tell you guys to tell the citizens we're going to outlaw water samples. <laughs> I said I will not be at that meeting. Which is, of course, that's pretty tough deal. But then there yeah. gets to be other system-wide issues then that mm -hmm. you'd be looking with on the water treatment side of things, mm -hmm. like municipal software. That's why I was wondering if Jerry would have an idea for something. Yeah. Gonna flip to 26 uh, feet and start walking down with your proposing on needs assessment. Uh, replacing the street sweeper. That would have been my priority on public works. Uh, we talked about that. Um, our back, um, that is a highly used machine. Um, both sides use it constantly. Um, right now, you know, it's beginning to rust. Uh, you know, um, it's worth something now. We would like to see maybe getting rid of it sooner than letting it kind of wear out even farther when it's not worth as much. We would like to go to a warm water machine for wintertime use. Um, You're talking about the rust, is it functionally? It's functionally still working. It's, it's just, functionally good, but mm -hmm. the appearance is rust. The appearance is starting to... No, okay. it's the tank. The tank? The inner part of the tank is okay. where we've got most sort of rust problem. But, but it's not, like, eating through. Not yet. Okay. Uh, number three is that F-350 that we were talking about. Um, like I said, like to replace it with just the cabin chassis and put a flat bed on it. Yep. So I want to make sure I understand which pickup that is. Have you seen the the our ditch which back go out? Yeah, but usually it's behind. It, it's, does that pickup look just like? It uh, looks like the 550. It looks like 550, but it's a single wheel. wheel. It, it looks just like the um, one trick race. It does. It's got fiber body on it, okay, but so, it's a single back wheel. Okay, so my question, I'm just asking so I understand, chase it with a flat, replace it with a flatbed, so if that, that fiberglass body, are we not going to utilize, how are we going to haul tools? We really don't have that many tools on that truck. That fiber body was put on for the electric department for all the tools they had in the very beginning. Okay, that's my question. Uh, and then we just moved that truck over is what we did with it. And I understand, like the flatbed to haul a transformer, haul that type of stuff. We yeah. talked. We talked maybe put a smaller under the bed, under like the a toolbox bed, need to, just if you need like straps or something like that. Yep. Uh, priority number four: skid loader. Um, I believe Dale, it was you. Like when the hours start going up, that's when it starts depreciating. Um, how many hours are on our schedule? Oh, 22, almost probably 20. It just switched to 20. No, it's, it's 2200, 2200 something. Yeah, 2211, clicking, you know, that one, we just had a snowstorm, so it's up just a little bit more. So is that, is that list on here somewhere? Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many hours Page are on? Page 23? Yeah, 23. It's on there. I think it's 2016 model. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. <clears throat> and 
put fuel in it after that last snowstorm, and I, it was like 22, 22.22 .22 when, I, when I went and wrote the hours on it for putting fuel in. But it's, you know, it keeps throwing this code for the back fan. Um, did you ever? I called him. I called him again. I talked to Ryan at Haley's. It comes on, then it goes away. And the last time we had it down there for that code, they said it was a fuse blown. Um, he said if it comes up again, take pictures of the code that come up, and we'll work out whether they're gonna send somebody up or if we gotta haul it back down there again. Well, so, we just run it the next day or two for eight, ten hours. That's when it seems to throw the code. So we'll know this week. And these are just. It's not a major engine thing, but then now you're starting to get up into the hours uh, to where, like you said, it's not going to be worth as much the more hours you got on it. So trade-in value can bring it down so we can get a, another one. Are you looking at that at that potentially this upcoming budget year, or you hold off for another year? That's your, that's your thought. Untiming. How many hours? I, I, I think you need. You got twenty two hundred hours on it now. Yeah. They put on an average of two hundred thirty four hours a year is what that sheet said. I think yeah. I don't. I don't know where most people trade for hours. Yeah. I guess that's the question. Is yeah. Where's a a good trading point? Mm -hmm. So you're getting the most out of that piece of equipment when you trade it in. I can't use my father for father-in-law for example because he just goes to trades when he feels like it. So I can't go by the hours he runs, and it's a lot less than twenty-two hundred. Page 27, I'll start off with the first couple things on that. That uh, priority number one there is just knowing that we do have these payments on that patching project that will run now for the next five years. Figure $22,000 a year on that. And then uh, we would budget for the engineering on that, on that uh, bridge replacement out there by the old sewer plant. And the estimate on that uh, engineering is $75,000 then for for this upcoming budget year planning then to replace the bridge then the following year after that. Then you want to talk about the streets then, Dean? Uh, me and Tracy, Tracy came up and we drove around and, and looked at some of these uh, streets and gave me prices on uh, uh, what it costs to do uh, these projects, you know, like the asphalt streets for 181 uh, a ton, um, and that was Maine, Harrison, and Vine. So it's like from First Street down to Harrison, up all the way over to High Street, and then Main Street to First, where the ones were like overlay project. Um, uh, seal coat and fogging would be like uh, down Blossom uh, from Third down to basically the uh, entrance to the park. Um, crack ceiling, he picked out some streets that would work great for crack ceiling. 
at 185 a foot. So he's got down here Lakewood Road and Lakewood Drive. Is that past me, Team McKellar's place? Lakewood Road is in front of Juki's, isn't it? That's Lakewood Cutoff. That's Cutoff. Oh, that's Lakewood Cutoff. I'm not sure what a Lakewood Road is. If it's two parts of that Lakewood Drive here. Well, then there's Lakewood Drive over there. Yep. So, didn't, in the last couple of years, didn't we just put the seal coat on Lakewood Drive and Horseshoe Drive? On Lake, well. Past Dean Team Dollars Place? That was, that was not the last one that was done. That was the project previous, so that's probably about four years. And that's that area that I think is still in the Yeah, that'd so, be more of a. So why has he got that on here is my question. Uh, seal coat, uh, not seal coat, uh, crack, crack seal. seal. Yes. Lakewood Drive runs in two sections. Don't have a liquid road. And it's just thing. listed on here, like that's the way it's. Yeah, you probably just put that's it down not, liquid road. That's not yeah. valid. Yeah, here. I guess the other thing to, to tell you on the streets is that it would not in, anticipate that we would have any significant amount of money to do a street project this year. We uh, have done street projects every couple of years, and in order to save up enough money to make a substantial size street project. So if, as we talk about this more during budget time, I think the notion about doing some asphalt streets is pretty tough, but if you want to take a look at at some seal coating or some cracks in them, that might be a good alternative this year. Page 30 then, Dean, about water? Yep. Uh, water plant maintenance, that's, you know, our valves and, and, and uh, any piping that needs to be replaced. Uh, you know, it's 20 years old. Um, uh, fire hydrants, again, we talked about that and the uh, importance of it. And, We'll get on that. Uh, you know, we have subdivisions going to still take place. I, I did. I did list these. You'll see these in the electric part, too. To uh, know that they're still pending, I guess, and, and just keep these in, in the back of your mind. The numbers are the same numbers we used last year, and those are certainly not subject to change about whatever we might do for, for any any new layout of the subdivision or anything, but just recalling again that, that they're there and uh, we need to be considering those when we go through budget time. Uh, priority four there is uh, water valve replacement, doing five per year. This year we're trying to get them on the fire hydrants that we needed to replace. Um, water meters, uh, we talked about that, about how they're uh, starting to quit because of the buildup. So we will, you know, be buying some to replace just the bottoms. And this is just listed here really as a, as a discussion point and to know that we've got to start um, 
budgeting is a significant amount to purchase meters to know that we can replace them them then as needed. So we're we're looking at at twenty five hundred bucks in a in a meter cost. How much for a meter base? Uh, it's about between eighty and hundred bucks. I can say. So, so that's uh, you know if, if that does two hundred fifty meters, there's there's nine hundred on our system. So. And just those other projects that are, that are pending yet, of course, the uh, the uh, highway water main in the in the school water main loop uh, water plant about the, the uh, replacing the media that will be attended to uh, this winter and spring. Uh, we'll have that discussion then as we continue to work on on water pressure issues that Northwest pressure system is, is still uh, out there as an alternative. And leak detection, Dina talked about that um, when we were going through this renewal. We have that budgeted for this year. We just need to uh, uh, get the guy here to to actually do that again. Now, Is that been the same guy that he's been here to locate one? This would just be routine. Mm -hmm. We want somebody to come here to locate routine leaks. Mm -hmm. He was the one that drove around on that moped thing or whatever yes. with the dragging and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, sanitary sewer, uh, lift station upgrades and maintenance uh, to number 7 and 13. Um, the controls are outdated. Um, pumps were back in 98, was it Scott, that I looked at that? It's just to keep them up and running so that we don't have any issues with people backing up. Uh, rehab manholes, um, you know, there are a few that are falling apart, the brick ones. Um, and we've talked about that before about how they do that and swing that slurry up there. And again, there's the uh, demo of the old sewer plant. What's this Omni Beacon alarm notification? Haven't we got them yet? Uh, we ordered them, just waiting for uh, Jason to bring down. We got the one on the new uh, Crest Park out, Drive. Crest Park Drive. Yeah. I ordered all the, the other ones. Jason's going to come down. He's going to put in two and show us how to put them in, and then we. He says they're really simple, and when they were, they're doing that uh, control box, he said he's not afraid to have, you know, the electric part and hook up the four wires. Okay. But he will show us how to do it, and then we'll take it from there and just start. So you it. have them? We have. We don't have them. He he hasn't called me and said he's got them yet either, but they are ordered. Did we, did we do half of them already? Or is that what we ordered for half of them? No, we, were doing eight, we did the eight. ones for around the lake, didn't we? Yep, eight of them. Who's Jason? Jason Rosauer with Quality Pump. Okay. Um, speaking of the sewer plant, when we're, well, how many months ago we were talking about the issues that still need to be done out there? Where are we at with that? On the, 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 new, the new Oh, the new Nagoo. The vent yes, lights? Yes, that. 
So can't yeah, stuff. Yeah. So the, we've had uh, real good success as far as having any problems with the leaks. Their, their wet spots aren't, aren't out there. We were still looking at the idea of putting in a uh, a tile though, and King had given King had given a lump sum price to do that, and and then the engineers needed an itemized price in order to even get that to the to the bond company, and they've been sitting there waiting for a long time for that, but. Um, I don't know they were working yet with the company on, on the roofing out there too. So King would be the the firm to do this for us. They were just waiting for approval on pricing. And the, isn't there some like leaking doors or something too? Yeah, they need sweeps. The sweeps underneath the doors are brushes and it's just where bugs and stuff. There's no water. Well, unless you get a really hard rain, it'll come through. Well, it, nothing but has been done on any of that stuff mm -hmm. from that one meeting that we talked mm -hmm. about that list. Okay. Who do we who do we need to push on that? I've talked to Marcus twice. Yes, they would. Uh, the one day we're sitting here opening bids, I asked him about it and he said he was working on it. And then I called him about something else and I asked him about it. And well, was, there was a whole list of stuff on there, Kenny. There was three different items. We were worried about the mold. We were worried about the door. Then we worried about the water coming through the. The vent. Huh? The vent. Yeah. Yep. And the, and the, we also had, we're kind of worried about that block was absorbing or there was a leak in there somewhere. Then they, were, they were looking at that as a roof issue then. Too. Oh, so, that one? Yeah. So right. that's what they were looking at. Is, uh, so really having to replace the roof on that proposal. Mm -hmm. And we're still on their dime yet, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Because don't we have like a million dollar grant thing or whatever comes back once we sign off? We do. It's a million dollar loan forgiveness, and just that. So it, that million dollars is still on our loan, and and just yeah, understanding again, we're paying interest on that million dollars. Is that one and a half or three? One and a half. One and a half. It might be. I think it's one point one. Yep. Hey, uh, storm sewers. Again, Camp Crescent, Crescent Park there. Uh, draining it, uh, we all know about the 175 drainage, culverts and such. Uh, intake replacement, we do have, I know over here on Madison, we've got some intakes that need to be replaced there. Um, and then uh, the one at 3rd and Lake needs to be replaced and fixed. It just sits there too low and it's kind of a, you turn the corner and you drop down. Um, Need to repair the storm sewer over there, lakeside of Speaker Park across third. Um, I've looked up in there. There's a piece of uh, of the tile itself that has rusted and fell. Um, I don't know how far back it goes across the road. Um, once we get that tore up, uh, this spring we'll know. I want to get it before. Uh, People start walking, and we start having events happen there. Where that storm sewer comes into the lake, isn't that eroding pretty bad around there? It's too? because that the top part of that steel culvert has rusted and collapsed. So then everything hits that, and then goes through the rust holes and spreads out, mm -hmm. and then that starts eroding the rock. And I talked to um, um, DNR Ryan 
to make sure that it's okay that we can, because they have their own little rules and stuff. Right. He said, as long as you put the rock back, you know, and don't okay. make it look horrific, he's okay with it and just get it done. Okay. If we get into below the water, high water line, we would. Well, I remember out of my place, we weren't even close to the water line, we had to have a permit. For the river? No. When we were in front of Crescent Park Drive, along there, remember I had to stop doing my work because I didn't have the DNR and I wasn't even close to the water. Okay, yeah. Remember, and I had, you we had to get a permit. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we had, we might need to want to get the permit for this ahead of time as well. Yeah, see, see what we're doing. Um, looking at priority number one and number two, just a little update on that as far as working with BGR on those, on those uh, uh, plans. Number one, they we had wanted them to come back and, and shoot Third Street as it goes down the hill on the backside of Sparky's. Okay, now they have been here, they've shot that, but I haven't heard, haven't got any uh, response back them about uh, from them about any other alternatives than on the drainage because that uh, was going to be one way that we would try to look to uh, to reduce cost a little bit there to keep that drainage on the on the south side of Third Street and then it would naturally flow down the hill. Um, when it comes budget time here, just that, that priority number two, we're going to have to sit down and, and figure out what, what some next action steps are going to be to actually implement some of that stuff. You know, and, and whether it's, whether we would ever look at doing one of these very expensive projects or if you would ever look at implementing a project that does not fulfill the, you know, really the engineering drainage needs there. Is but there, on that... For Hauser, is there any incentive for him to put a waterway from the highway to Indian Creek? A lot of farmers have waterways, and I mean, he's trying to farm the whole thing. Sure. I'm not. I'm not sure on the farm programs. We can I mean, have a talk to them then too, because Yeah, we talked about a, a ditch being dug through there to handle the water or tiling it all the way out, but you know, a lot of farmers use the waterways through. Leaving. 
on YouTube, I'll watch it. <laughs> so soon? Safe trip. Merry Christmas. Yep, same to <laughs> Just wondering. No. What question I have for you? Helicopter. You and Carl's want to share one of them? Yeah. Truck, which is the old digger truck that's it's built we've had it up for. The only reason that truck's still here is when we got our new one in 2010, they weren't willing to give us much for it. So we decided it was worth keeping it for our own usage. We use it a lot on pulling the station motors and that stuff, so it's it's only used here and there. But I don't I don't see any reason to get rid of it. Uh, the next thing is the F-350, which we've already discussed all of that on the F-350 that's in front of the back. So that's pretty much the only ones that I have that's poor as far as electric department equipment being in very poor shape but everything else is in very good shape for the most part what's what's this trencher trailer that says crack frame that is the old trencher trailer that uh we use for water carnival and haul floats on that tongue has been cracked for a long while um I guess I guess what we talked about was if we're gonna keep it around, it's that's the deck over one, so it's handy for the floats. Correct. So we talked about having King or somebody welded a certified somebody welder, welder. Somebody Maybe. certified to weld it, not us. Yeah, because I don't just take that liability. Correct. Take that liability. I don't think the city wants that liability if something would happen to it. But that trailer doesn't get used uh, a ton, but we do use it here and there. That should be, that's a maintenance item that should just get better, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. King or Phillips or... Yeah, it's not a certified well. Um, priority one, the biggest, the bucket truck is on a 20-year rotation, same as the Digger Derrick. Mostly part of that is liability. Um, they're tested annually for acoustics. Sound, the acoustic does the sound on the fiberglass part of the booms. And 
The other thing is for uh, electric tracking, they have to have a certification on that every year. So once they get to that 20 year era, a lot of these testing companies really don't like to test them when you get to that. And that kind of goes back to this old yellow digger. We get it tested to know for our own what it's testing at, but as far as using it in Highline type situations, they really aren't standing behind that truck. So our Digger Derrick is a 2010, so we're looking 20 years out for that, 20, 2030 for that. The bucket truck is a 06, and so we're looking at 2026. Talking with, um, I reached out to the three dealers that we currently own trucks from a different, the bucket trucks from ABM, the digger trucks from Alltech, the old digger trucks from Duco. I reached out to them and what they're telling me is if you're looking at replacing it in 26, you better start ordering it now and, and start designing it now because you're anywhere from three to five years before you'll see that truck. So it's not like it's an urgent thing, but I put it priority one just for the fact that we should get the ball rolling. And you don't pay for it until you get it anyhow. So if it's five years out, you're not paying for it until then. So that's the biggest thing with the bucket truck. With that being out that far, do they guarantee the price then, or is there... I, I think one, once you order it, then that's the price you ordered it at, then you're locked in at that. And they just keep going up, I'm telling you. You got a price of 350 and that's twice what the 06 cost. Yep, and, and I think we're on the low side of 350 right now. It's probably between 350 and 400. So when you order it, it's locked in, is what you're saying. There's right. no two years down the road, they're not going to come back and say, oh, by the way, there's going to be a right. surcharge added Because when you this order this, you order your chassis. I mean, that, that whole ball starts. Okay. And typically, you'll see on, our, on that uh, inventory list, we bought the last two Freightliners from Holcomb, which Holcomb is no longer in Sioux City, it's I-State. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of stayed with that Freightliner just so we had to you know, buy the same filters or, you know, stay with the same chassis. We're not married to that chassis. Um, they push, I think when we did that, we bid Freightliner and uh, International. So we're not married to that chassis, but that's, Bill stayed with it because we bought them that four years apart or whatever. Then the next thing is, is since this has come to light with uh, Outlot 20 um, and Lakewood Partners and Hankies, that all was kind of a, a big thing at the end of the year last year. Now it sounds like that uh, Lakewood Partners is probably going to go through with some stuff, so that's probably our next priority on that sub division. Um, I was talking with Scott. A lot of material we have on hand. I mean, there's some odds and ends stuff, but we're probably sitting 
pretty good shape as far as putting that in, that equipment in. And this has been on the list for years and years on the on the West Rural, West City, Hallett's circuits to finish the project that's Bill's been working on for years and years. So I just I'm it's important and I just I'm, I don't feel to take it out. It's when when you look at this then when you look at priority three, four and five, those priorities are the first phase of what the engineers suggested in our system stuff. Those are the highest uh, priority things about, about what he would, uh, would suggest. Remember, that was based on a 2% growth every year. So, yeah, it would, would be, so this underground from the, sub, from the substation, basically down to uh, uh, the intersection of Harrison there on. Harrison High. Harrison High, yeah. Replace all that underground. And then you get into substation upgrades, and one of the main reasons about a substation upgrade would be um, item number five there about adding an evapco circuit. So That's anticipating that they build more buildings out there, and you know we have to we have to keep up with them building the, as far as keeping our system. If we took a designated line to them. That would take a ton of load that they're on right now on the East Rule, which East Rule not only has East Rule on it, but it has a good chunk around the lake. That would free up some load on that East Rule by giving them a designated circuit. And Scott and I have talked several times that if this is something that we think about doing or, or try to work through that so we need to go to Vapco and see if they're willing to you know help out with some of this giving them a designated circuit to that industrial area or however you want to call it out there. Mm -hmm. So when you say running a, a dedicated circuit to Vapco out there from the substation right is that going to go on the existing poles that go out there now? No Jared and Daniel, they suggested underground. And what would be the reason? I'm just curious. I can't answer that for them, but um, that's that's what he suggested is taking underground out to it. I think is there a circuit now above ground. Yes. On East Rule, they're a tap. What they are is a tap off of East Rule. Coming up from past like Black Marine that way. Yes. So like out past where Beth Moore lives now, or Todd Krause, we don't go on that out to them at all. That's going past there, East Rule is. East Rule comes from the substation, overhead, all the way out to uh, Union or 71, and feeds all those rural customers. So at TCT Trucking, you branch underground, up County Road, it branches east and west, which is past your place, to the museum is where there's an open. That also goes all the way around North State, all the way around to Reggie Robex where there's another open. That's all on East Rule. Besides East Rule, besides Evacco. Evacco is a big load on that whole 
whole right. thing. So the way the way I look at this, and we start to think about budget and incorporating projects, that is to have the uh, the conversation with our engineers about priority three, four, and five, and what a what a project might look like, and really what the uh, what the city council feels comfortable with about the size of what a project would be, um, because of course this gets up into the millions of dollars quickly. But uh, get to four point seven right now. Yep. So just just know that we'll be we'll be having those discussions with with our engineer, and we and we likely will come up with some proposals then about about how we might look at a project and, and have the engineer down here to talk with the council about the scope of what a project would look like. And he talked about doing it in stages and to, you know, cost effective wise. Because then that also just ties hand in hand with our rate study then too, about making sure we would incorporate into the rate study this first phase of what construction would be. And the last thing there, Jeff, number six. I just brought up Scott. I, I, it's just kind of a personal feeling, I guess, from being in the business or whatever. I just never understood why the old sewer plant never had a backup generator. And when we built the lagoon, we put a backup generator, on-demand generator there. Our water treatment plant doesn't have one. Do we do do we know how much? The only reason I estimate it costs a hundred thousand when we're doing a backup generator for city hall and stuff. It was like thirty-five. Yeah, that's that's an estimate then for both for a standby there and then for looking for a mobile there. Oh, we talked about a mobile there. That's two. Yeah. yeah. We talked about a mobile for the fact that we could take a mobile around and lift stations. So if you're down for days, at least you can pump a station down and move to the next one. And this is something Bill and, and I had talked about years ago that just never, it never came about. It was something we always thought was silly. We never had some kind of backup. You want to talk through that pending issue there then too, Jeff? On the overhead line? Yes. Um, this is one that we've talked about last year, but that's the line from the corner at South Provost going on the gravel road south to 350th and adding another phase in there to, to me, alleviate a potential hazard safety issue of putting that third phase in. The upside to me is on that safety. The second thing is we could get rid of the overhead under all those trees along the Hankey property, which potentially they do that development there. We're going to put underground to all that that area anyway. If I have that overhead in there, and, and we've already buried some three-phase for the lift station already, and that's hanging in limbo right now due to the fact that we don't have that full three-phase in there. 
So this overhead line mile south of Provost and Quincy, that's just going south of that corner, that Hanky Milton corner to the south yep. mile. Yep. And the line the and overhead that, the overhead that, would stay on the west side of the road, but it would it would dead in and then we'd come underground off of that dead end and then get rid of that overhead that runs mm -hmm. to the east to the lift station. Is that all the further it goes right now is just the lift station? Yep. Where is uh, 30 acres fed from? It is fed off of, this is all west rural also, but it's fed from Jake McCorkles. Coming down that? There's a, riot, there's a riser straight across the road from Friars that does, and that's potentially what I would do over there is put a riser feed the underground for Hankey's division. So we're not, are we going a complete mile south then from that corner all one, the way? All we're doing is pulling in one phase. To the oh, south? Yep. Basically it's one conductor being pulled in. Some of the work's already been done. So we're going to bring it from the south to the north? Correct. Okay. And then dead end it. Right there. Not And then not feed like the houses that go up towards the restaurant? Those are our, yes, that, that will feed them because they're already fed off of that. It's just... Adds a backup. What it is, I have a backup at Jan Rowetters. I cannot throw that all the way in because right now it's a V-phase. So they call it V-phase, which is two phases. At Jan Rowetters, we have three-phase coming from East City from the inlet where we put that transformer in for that pump station and that. And then it's tied in at the sectional cabinet at Jan Rowers. I have tags on white phase telling anyone not to plug that in. Because if they plug that white phase into white phase on the other side of this cabinet, that is actually white and blue phase. It's it's a it's a hairy deal, but if you don't know what's going on there, somebody can get hurt really damn easy. And when we put in this overhead line there south of Provost that the extension. Right, and we're coming, I was under, you know, I was always thinking we're going headed to the south. We're coming from the south to the north. Come from the south to the north. And just that, so that's listed as a pending issue because that's in our budget right now. Right, yeah. And we, we intend to do that when we would would get a project together and, and bid that out. You want to talk about adding any, any other so stuff? So we won't do that ourselves? No, we no. would look for a contract on that. No. Keep in mind, with the three people we have, we're maintenance. We're, we're not construction. Can we go put a pole up in the need? Yes. But to build a mile line or, or build big sections, it'll take us forever. You get pulled away to go and locate. You get pulled away if somebody hits an underground. You get pulled away. You get pulled away too much. Did you have, did you have anything else that you would add to that project, then, Jeff? I know you talked about a couple taps. I want to look a little more in depth in it. Um, hopefully, I'll have one more on that by after the first of the year. Bill had. I talked to him several times. He says he's had some stuff platted out already that he tried to push through on the FEMA deal back in 12 or 14 whenever we did that. did that. And I need to look through that, but I've got a pretty good idea, but I would like to like, we've got some taps out there that need replaced and maybe incorporate them into sweeten the pot to get somebody come in to do this 
pull the spades in and that annual maintenance that we usually do with the underground company that come in last year they don't do the above ground stuff no okay we had used legacy power in the past and keep in mind we haven't done any overhead projects since like 14. it's always been underground and and the all the new development, all the new housing, all the, it's it's pretty much focused on, on the underground in the past. I feel like we're leaving out some of this overhead stuff and our overhead customers, I feel like, need to have some of their stuff replaced too. A couple weeks ago, we were out at Denny Frank's. I was out looking at line and his, his end pole, his dead end at his transformer, I don't know how the hell the top stayed in it. We changed it out because I was afraid we get ice or heavy snow or frost on it, and then it's going to pull isn't through. Is that part of your responsibility to bring that attention to Scott or whatever to do that maintenance for that out out of overhead stuff? I, ha I have to go around and inspect, and that's I guess that is my responsibility. Because I'm just asking this because you just made the comment that our rule guys are getting overlooked but you don't have nothing on here but a rule except for that provost thing so shouldn't that be part right. of on here right it i don't be. know who puts this together yeah no it should be guy. it should be added to this i guess it comes down to a dollar and cents of what you want to spend i don't you know bill's been gone what two years three years ago he tried to get this phase pulled in and it was like twenty five thousand pulled one wire in and he didn't he chose not to do it because he thought it needed to be done with another project to make it more cost effective. All right. Anything else for Jeff? Fancy. Okay. And I don't know, um, did you talk to Eric about all of the um, the all the equipment and everything yeah. and we were, what were you referring to yeah is yes yeah Eric did all of that work uh, before Eric left it all of the uh, inventory on all the equipment and any comments on the equipment come from Eric yeah and all of the the campground and boot stuff that's all that's all fine um, the concession stand stuff, the freezers and everything. Um, in the shelter house, the the tables, and I think that I had that on the needs assessment for the tables. The south side of those old um, heavy red metal with the wood tops and they're Donnie Phillips tables <laughs> and they've been welded and they've been this one that looks pretty bad yeah. um, so it would be good to, to get those fiberglass tables there but we have the white ones on the north side are starting to get discolored because and we have bleached them and we um, use the Mr. Clean you know, the magic race and they're starting to feel a little a little filmy, so I would suggest, you know, black ones that, for different tables. And then the north side has a TV set, I don't know why the south side. 
screen ever get one. But I think it would be a good idea to have someone go outside too. What what do we do if we rent the shelter house for how much a side? It's now fifty dollars. Weekend rent is fifty dollars for a side, hundred dollars for the whole building. Per day. Yes, you get it for the day. And this what is, does that money go into it's into the general fund. It's not set aside for any special specific thing. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's fine. Um, so for parks, that's... That is all I had. Um, and for Camp Crescent, uh, priority one, of course, is that drainage. Um, Two, I think it would be nice to have a non-freeze hydrant installed. Um, we do have campers that come in in April. It's a lot of times construction workers, but this year there were there were several that had made online reservations, and then um, the water wasn't on yet. So then um, I had called them, let them know that to see if they'd still want to come in, and they didn't want to. Um, and then in October, too, we have a lot of people that are starting to camp later in the season. Um, three, I think it's a good idea to upgrade all of the remaining sites to 50 amp. Um, and we have a lot of huge campers that are going into 30 amp. <coughs> sites and with it being online now we can't really monitor um, if they call and ask we will tell them you know if they say they need 50 amp you know we'll tell them if we have sites available or not but when they do it online we really don't have um, much say in that and I, it would be nice to install install sewer to all of the Remaining. Some some of that is technical issues about whether there's enough water to to get sewer in. That's why it says as feasible because some of it's just not not going to work. Um, can we? Can I open up more sites for seasonal campers? Is that something the council is agreeable to? There's a, there's a lot of sites that I won't do it because we have um, family groups that come and they come every year for 35 years and they have their certain sites so they wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't take those away from them. But I have a list of 14 people just from the summer alone that ask to be seasonal and that doesn't count the list that Ruth and I already have. And I think there were at least a dozen on that list. So how, how many folks did you have as seasonal then for this year? How many did we have? Mm -hmm. um, well, 13 on Lake Rock. And then the 139 to 164 were all seasonal. Um, I 
and then um, four in the B section. What what area would you want to add more seasonal to? Well, it'd probably be the A, the new concrete pads that you know closest to the houses. We do have sites set aside that we, for construction workers, which they I think there were six sites set aside for construction workers, and they were full all summer long. Um, and then with the, the dredgers, they told us that probably three will come back again this coming summer, and so we have sites set aside for that. You must not be charging enough for seasonal papers. Well, they pay the <laughs> you, you pay for six nights, you get the seventh free, just like everybody else. They don't want to. They don't want to pull their campers home. They would just assume stay put. So, if you think about it, during the week, almost all of them are not using, you know, the water. Yes, they plug in, so you know the refrigerators are are running and the air conditioners are running, but otherwise they're not using a lot of stuff that, you know, um, I know the staff has always kind of walked the line on, on that a little bit about the number of seasonal people because having seasonal campers is, is there and it's a terrific source of revenue and but then the other flip side of that is when you have all of those sites that are always taken, it limits the amount of spaces that are available for everybody else. So I know they've kind of walked the line on that. I know Nancy's looking for some guidance about what right. the council's think, thoughts on that or about how, how much that ought to be used. What kind of numbers are we generating, would you say? If, she, if she's talking, and I don't know that we've ever hit 50, but it, it's pretty close to 50 seasonal people, okay? And then we'll go through the the financials here on the on the campground, you know, our our uh, uh, fees from from reservations are now over three hundred thousand dollars a year. Big deal. I have a question on that vehicle and equipment inventory under the parks. Okay. That twenty that trailer we just bought for both plate trucks on that. That's that's as average. average, it's still in new condition. Is it? Yeah. I've just been misprinting there on some other line and have something else on it. Make that change. Well, I was wondering. I know, I was waiting. I didn't know if we ended up not getting the right trailer as well. No, no, it's still quite new. Yeah. I think that's something to bring up, Nancy, and to hit a different council meeting and see once, but I, it's a fine line for us to tow, but maybe we're not charging enough for the seasonal rental, seasonal campers if we've got, keep getting more and more requests like that. And I know some people talked about going down, I don't know, like to the northeast corner, like where that new slide was just put in. Mm -hmm. Down in that, they'd like to stay in their seasonal, but they were told they couldn't. So, well, and it's what I had two campers tell me. Oh. But I don't know. I said, I have no idea what is or isn't seasonal. I said, there's a spot on the lake right there. Yeah, but there's no sewer there. I said, I don't think there's sewer down there either. Mm -hmm. yeah. so. 
priority three, replace the lights and exhaust systems in the back the house, the older bathhouses one and two. Um, the outside lights, there's a couple on number one that don't work at all, and, and Jeff did look at it, and yeah, it was recommended that they all get replaced. <laughs> We have issues, big issues with bugs in those two bathhouses, and, and it's because the one, the lights are on the breaker, so they're on all night long, and the other one, you know, well, people probably leave them on with, instead of turning them off, so it'd be nice to have them on the motion so that if no one's in there, they go off. And they were the how different type lights, Jeff. They're just regular light. They're not an LED light. You guys put one um, LED light in one of the showers, and that made a huge people commented on how at least you could see now. <laughs> That's been several years ago. That was in the number two bathhouse. I don't remember doing that. Did we have somebody else do it? Oh, unless the maintenance, unless Eric Maybe Eric, it. or Mike Mitchell, when he was here, maybe even those guys did. I don't know. That I don't could be. That could be. And then it was, we are pretty crowded in the, the office concession stand with, um, we even have one refrigerator out in the garage. It would, really be nice to have an addition on there so we could and our countertops are full so what what do you in your mind what's an addition look like there then <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it would be i think the the back garage sticks out it would be nice just to make it even with that Because there were two garages put on. One the the door faces your house and the other one faces north. And then we take the all the rags from the um, shelter house, the dish rags, we take them home and wash them and and um, the bedding from the cabins, either that or we use the, the um, laundromat. And it would, there used to be a washer and dryer in one of the bathhouses in the storage room years ago. Is that where you put it back to now? Well, it would be fine with me. Years ago, the, the campers could use it, and I wouldn't want it for the campers to use. So, if, I'm just hypothetically, if we didn't do an addition, do you have room for a washer and dryer? Depend on how it was, the addition was, was done. Without an addition, would you have room for a washer and dryer? In the office? Yeah. No. So it'd have to go into a bathhouse. You're, you're looking at a full-size washer and dryer? Or it wouldn't have or to be. Stackable. It could be, okay. yeah. yeah. But there, there used to be a washer and dryer that was on the east side of bathhouse number one. one. Mm -hmm. And they would just access from the outside. And, mm -hmm. and 
they ran it as a coin-op uh, type of setup for the for the campers. And way back in the day, Smitty just ran that as a little business, you know. Um, but anyway, we have not done that that for years. Would it? Uh, I don't think the staff should have to take it home to their house to do it. But would it be feasible if we had a stackable washer dryer up here somewhere that they could use as an option? I think that's a good concern. We certainly have space. It's just a matter of figuring out a space where it could. So and you have think about your access to getting power to it. Yeah, I'm just thinking this building is not easy to do that in. <laughs> but we got the right guys to do it. Not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've done stuff in here. <laughs> just uh, a comment there again. I wrote down pending issues there about mini golf project for the spring. We're absolutely planning on doing the. Big mini mini golf uh, uh, update here in the spring. We had those applications in for Sac County endowment funding, and we still have not heard anything about the status of those grant applications. I put in here on page forty and forty one the uh, the financial report then for for the campground. Take a look at revenues and expenses. Before we look at that, look at at page forty one. Uh, that that just gives you the total stays for the year, broken down by the type of, of sites that we have, and without a doubt, you know, full full lookup sites are, are very popular, and and they they generate the most uh, money for space. Uh, lake lakefront uh, also, of course, that's that's full base the most of the time with uh, seasonal folks. Then you look at the total number of stays we. Uh, did hit 14,000 nights there, and we always figured three people per stay, so we're at 42,000 um, total number of people. And it was down just a hair then from last year, so the record uh, set last year about number of stays. And so it was down 1.9%. Revenues were up compared to last year, we had the rate increase this year. So, um, and then as you take a look at, at page 40, it's just really FYI about uh, comparing uh, revenues and expenses. Then this shows over the past four years. We have now incorporated um, all of our utility usage and everything is, is now accounted for in the, uh, in the parks and then also, excuse me, in the parks and campgrounds. Then the, the you see the bottom, you get down to operations about whether we were plus or minus, and then it accounts for for capital projects then afterwards. Capital projects, not, um, we didn't have big capital projects this year down in, in the campground necessarily. Some of the expenses are, uh, are engineering fees associated with survey down there. Is, that our, electric, shows, is uh, our electric expense wall. accurate for 2022? Yes, now, we're going to talk through that. Um, Yep, because uh, yeah, we it was substantially higher than it than it has been in the previous years. You want to talk about the metering down there, Jeff, and what what we had, had discovered then? Somehow, when we went to a radio read meters, which we're talking several years ago, 
we weren't billowing for multiplier of 20 for some reason on three meters. So the, my question is answered really easily. 20, 19, 20, and 21, are them are inaccurate compared to, okay, that's... Off of them three meters. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But it, it just, it, it, an almost double jump, so there had to be something. That's what I'm saying. It's, okay. yeah, you're talking three, 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 uh, 400 amp services that weren't being billed to times 20. I just jumped out of me like. And I I guess my only explanation for it is is when we switched those meters over. I know the old meters probably had a 20 road on them. And I don't know if the electric department was being billed that times 20 back in the past. And the Parks was never charged for electric then, so I don't know if it's just the electric department paid whatever the usage was and it never got recorded as times 20, but we caught it. When we upgraded these transformers and we did the rate or the electric study down there, is how we caught it. Just one thing, so and Jeff mentioned that about whether the electric department is paying for this. Okay, so that electric there for $18,000 in the campground this year, the electric fund still funds that. We don't have the general fund pay for that. You know, so we, and we can have that discussion about it if you'd rather look at something like that, but currently the electric fund still pays for the electric down there. This just accounts for the amount of how much is down there. What, what costs are going into this miscellaneous under the parks? Because there's like 10,364 and 22, and the year before was 2,067. Yeah, I'd have to check. I mean, that's quite a difference. And even the wages. I mean, the the wages for the parks isn't part of that mowing and that in the campground and maintenance. Yeah. So that that parks. Wages should part of that should be up in the campground wages also. I well, mean, just uh, as you add them all together, Mike, and get yeah. down to the to the plus or minus on operations. That includes campground and parks. Okay, so it's but, all included. There. But you keep saying that the campground makes this much money, and <coughs> you know, if you add all the expenses to the campground, it, it's not going to make. This is accounting for the campground and the parks. I mean, yeah. everything's listed there on that. Thing. Right. Okay, anything else on parks? How about the good chief? Here we go. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the party. Yeah. Uh, if you look at my vehicle and equipment inventory, uh, most of it's like either new, fair, or poor, some good. Um, the biggest thing is like if you go down to the the cameras, the in-car cameras, and uh, the body cameras that we had before. Um, one of our in-car cameras doesn't work at all. The other one's kind of hit or miss. Our body cameras that we had before, they none of them worked. So I ended up going to the county 
and they gave me a bunch of their old cameras that I could use, um, and, and they're fair, but uh, obviously that's going to be a priority. Um, yeah, go to my list. Uh, obviously, top is uh, big. We replace the Durango. I don't necessarily want to replace the Durango. I just like to keep that in our department and fully equipped so we have that available. <clears throat> Priority two be another troll rifle for the for the young kid. Um, he, he needs his own rifle. Uh, we get into priority three, three and four. Hey, I got a question. Yeah. Didn't we, didn't we change our policy back four, five, six months ago, whenever to equip our officers with rifles? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make sure everybody knows that we need another one. We only got three rifles for the guys that were here. I didn't get a fourth one for because we didn't have them hired yet. So I wanted to make sure we were going to be able to do that. So after is like. Probationary or time or whatever, then we can just buy one for him. Well, yeah, well, he'll need one before he goes to the academy. Okay. I guess I thought that was part of our whole. Yeah, I, I'm just kind of bringing okay. it to everybody's attention that this is probably going to need, need to be coming up again. And so if you see a you know, right one or nobody's surprised or. Um, so the entire cameras and, and the body cameras, I've actually got estimates and. Uh, there, we have package deals for both from different companies. Um, what we're using now, basically, everything goes on a thumb drive. We take that thumb grip drive, bring it in here, we put it on the, on the computer, and it just stays on the computer. Most of these systems now have cloud-based systems, so you're paying for a lot more, more of the software. It, gets, it looks pretty expensive. Um, I think it's going to run probably around eight to... Anywhere from like seven to eight thousand a year for these systems for five years. Um, if anybody wants to see the quotes, I have those too. So when you say seven to eight thousand a year for five, does that includes the cameras, the software, and everything? Yeah, it yeah both the body cameras, the in the in car cameras, the software. Um, so one company includes like installation. They have like installation. And, so does that, for lack of better words, is that something like a dish network contract where you have a body camera goes bad, they send you a new one up? Yep, uh, a lot of them have that, like those guarantees and stuff like that. And I think uh, a couple of them, even after, I think they said two and a half or even five years, we send them in and they send us new ones. So it just depends on which company we decide to go with. Um, Axon cameras are obviously a lot more, so I think they're they're going to be a lot higher than what what the other two companies that I researched order. But um, definitely something we need to look at. Just the, the one thing that Chief was talking about there that that I had just considered to be a priority for a long time is how we store our data, and we just store it now on the, on the desktops. You know, we don't have we do nothing fancy about storing. And it, of course, it eats up storage capacity that way. When they look at something like this, then it is all cloud, cloud-based, and then they're just calling down the the footage that they need to see at the time. And uh, and, and actually, it'll, it'll track it a lot better. So there's if there's videos on there that we don't need. It, it we can set it up to so where it, it gets rid of it after so long. There's videos that we want. You know, 
it, it all it all makes sense, you know, as far as evidence wise and what we need to do as far as policy is concerned and and that kind of thing. Right now we we got I don't know two uh, towers sitting in this storage room and an external hard drive that that are just sitting there full of old old, old stuff. So. Um, computers, uh, you know, we got these tablets in there, at, at some point prior to me coming here, they must have had a glitch in something because they shut off the, uh, touch screen on them, and, and there's times where they, they just, I don't know, something's wrong with them or something. It'd be nice to get laptops so we can actually use those like we would a regular desktop rather than having multiple desktops. but That's priority number five? Yeah, and that price on there, it, it's going to be a lot higher than that. How, um, many, how many is that? Two. two. We need two. So And they're, they run, and I think I got a quote for two of them, and to have them installed, have the <coughs> vehicle set up is around 15000 Looking back at when they purchased them last, it looks like it's probably around twelve thousand for the Panasonic. So these are just different types of computers. Um, and the ra radar units are, are kind of the same thing. We got kind of one that kind of malfunctions a little bit. Um, my my idea is once we get the new vehicles, just try to upgrade what we can in there, and then a radar unit in there would be ideal to do. But obviously, I like to hire another officer. Um, kind of, kind of looking back, you know, we, would, you know, summertime obviously we're a lot busier than normal. Uh, but then we start looking at things. Uh, the school, we, we, you know, we gained the middle school, so we're, we're getting more people there. Uh, Evapco grew, we're, you know, we're seeing more people there. Um, as the city itself starts to grow. You know, considering another officer would be ideal. Um, and on top of that, uh, code enforcement. It'd be nice to have a dedicated guy for code enforcement to be able to handle a lot of these issues that we have that come up. Um, Explain to me code enforcement that you're talking about. Well, like when, like when we, we deal with like all the, the garbage around houses, Blowing leaves in the yard. Uh, I mean, whatever we can enforce on on the code enforcement. Uh, spike strips. Um, I think spike strips. You know, we, we should have them in the cars. It's really one of the most effective ways to really de-escalate and end a pursuit. Um, my thinking is we want to end it before they come into town and get around a bunch of people. Uh, a lot of this, you know, is uh, you know increase our training budget. Uh, we got a pretty young department, so obviously sending these guys to to different types of training would, would help out considerably. Uh, we do need a couple lockout kits. What's a lockout kit? Uh, people lock their keys in there. Okay, that's all I just make yeah. sure. We, we have kind of a half of one right now. We're missing a bunch of parts to it, so it'd be nice to have at least two, one for each vehicle if we could. 
So then, uh, is that something that you guys would have to get trained on too? That, well, we all do it now anyway. So. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, like I said earlier, I'd like to increase the, the vehicle fleet. Like I said, it'd be nice. Um, I think I think if we could, at some point, make it to where each officer has their own vehicle, um, I think that'll really help with maintaining the vehicles. I think we'd, we'd be able to get more out of them. Uh, plus, it'd be an incentive for somebody to move to town. You got a take-home car. Uh, you live in town, you can take home a car. I mean, I think that's a huge incentive. Ah, I'm gonna need a new desk because the leg's falling off, and I gotta duct tape together. And the rest of this is just kind of just little stuff that if you guys got questions on, I can answer. But it's nothing that just stuff that I'd like to see us get. Isn't isn't some of this stuff? With like that. normal maintenance. Yeah, yeah, and we can get, yeah. yeah. We come out of your normal budget? Yeah, we had had this talk. I, I didn't rewrite Chris's uh, uh, document because he, he did such a damn fine job of yeah. opening it to me. Right. So, but uh, 13, 14, uh, 13, 14, 14, 15, they would all just be operations and, and we plan on getting them here shortly. Yep. We can get the desk. also. Yep. Yep, all of those things. Yeah, yeah, the last two are kind of wish list type things. That I don't think that's a wish list. I hate to tell you that. But with everything going on in our world today, I'd hate for somebody not to have that and go hide in a corner because they don't have the equipment they need to do it. You're talking about the shield or the helmets? Either one. Yeah. I mean, they, they'd be important, but it's not going to stop. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I would like to stop the active different. shooter, but it's going to sure to hell make you feel better here behind a shield instead of going hide behind the desk. I do, yeah. In my, that's only me saying that? Hey, I'm, 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 I'm with you. Safety so. is safety. Looked pretty stupid we didn't spend $3,700 to save somebody's arm that got shot. Exactly. Good. What else got for the chief? On, on page 46, there's a few things on, on City Hall and administration, and uh, we, have, we have gotten new computers this year, so those are all listed in the inventory, and uh, and everything's functioning pretty well there. Let's take a look at page 47. Just uh, really not too much on the departmental needs assessment here. Uh, we would look at getting some new City Council chairs. And, it would likely would be maybe they would likely not be this big, and they probably would have uh, have plastic handles on them, so we don't get the same uh, plastic arms. We don't have the same. Electric <laughs> <laughs> I'm not over it yet, am I? <laughs> no. Well, I, I think, think you're doing okay so far. The dean was talking about this is my chair. You guys can't have it. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, computer and technology upgrade. We just keep that five thousand dollars in the budget. Uh, every year and uh, some years we have spent it some years we haven't <coughs> we have had this discussion on priority three about te technology and maintenance and security and we've had the that uh, every 
every year I think we've had had this discussion and I've never been really ready to move on this um, but part of it of this maintenance and security and video backup if we can address some of that through the police department I think that's a great way to go about that replacing community entrance signs that uh, had been identified as a priority last year not uh, put into the budget this current year that west the big west community side has a large crack in it but the housing and development committee really wants to work on a on a, a citywide uh, signage and beautification plan is there grants for that yeah we can help out with, with some of the work grants yeah other issues um, and this one just boy it just needs it needs to be done and we just haven't had any movement on it for a long time is to do something with the, the shingles on the log cattle that they've uh, we just need to get those addressed and, and make sure that they're installed properly they're just the shakes the, but, the uh, natural cedar shakes aren't they yeah last time I, I understand they weren't really put on there properly they didn't breathe and they didn't last very long so uh, we do need to find somebody who can do that properly Any word on our payment grant? That I've filed those documents from uh, from Acton and uh, no no updates since then. I believe that's it. So you know the the way the process will work here. We'll have our next city council meeting. Um, I will have some some of these priorities slotted into a, a capital improvements plan, and we'll start the. Uh, Start the discussion from there. Be ready at the next council meeting. And then meet. Tuesday the third we'll meet. And then meet the following Monday then right away again for the planning session on the night. Motion to adjourn. I'll make that motion. Second. Second. So which